Welcome to the Healing School Podcast. This is a place where you can get built up in the Word of God concerning healing. This is a place of truth and bold faith in the Word of God. We encourage you to get your Bible and some notepaper. Write down what the Lord is speaking to you. This is a place for both receiving and ministering healing. The stronger your faith gets in this area, the more effective you will be for the kingdom of our God. Hold fast to the scriptures. The truth of the scripture never changes and it never gets old. These are episodes you can feed on time and time again. Please share our podcasts with other people. Most always, someone either needs healing or knows someone who does. God bless you and heal you as you hear his word. Would you just bow your heads with me? Father, I just thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for the anointing that that comes through me and out to others. I thank you that it's all you. I give you all the glory and all the honor. Let your words be my words this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. My message today is God's creative power for healing. And most of it comes from this little book, God's Creative Power for Healing, Charles Caps. I don't know if you're familiar with Charles Caps. Uh, he's gone on to be with the Lord, but powerful. And I have a lot of his little booklets like this that are just jam-packed with such wisdom and such, uh, such power. So a lot of this is, is coming from this little book. But God is good. I mean, how many, it's like numbers don't dissuade me at all. How many are blessed here this morning? I know I am. Hallelujah. Are you blessed coming in? Are you blessed going out? Is your home blessed? Your family? Your finances? Is your health? Your mind? You know, your body? Just your relationships? Everything. We oh, we are the blessed here this morning. How many want more God? Oh, I sure do. I sure do. Just just so hungry, hungry. Let's just praise him right now. Just give him some praise. Oh, we just thank you, Father. We thank you for being here this morning, for getting us here, for the fact that we can walk, that we have legs, that we we came in here. We thank you for our minds being sound. We thank you for the eyes that see, the ears that hear. We thank you that we have, have your spirit in us. Oh, we thank you this morning, Father. There's none like you, and we just exalt you here in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And I just wanted to mention something about Charles Capps. He, for those that maybe aren't real familiar, he was a, a farmer in Arkansas who became very successful. And uh, I, you know about Charles Capps too? Everybody knows about, okay. Um, and he was very successful and really came up as a businessman also. The Lord blessed him so much. But he would travel and teach on faith and just power-packed messages. And when he went home to be with the Lord, he called his family together and told them that, uh, and I'm not sure how far ahead, a week ahead, days ahead, I'm not sure. But he said that on this particular Sunday, he was going to go into his room lay on his bed and go home to be with the Lord, and that's exactly what happened. And we talk about that. Instead of going home, you know, to the Lord all broken and beat up and dying of something, to say, I've run my race, 
and I want to go home and go in and lay down on your bed after you've gathered your family together and go home. Isn't that glorious? That is just glorious. So he was a, an awesome, awesome man of God. So when you look in the mirror, when you looked at yourself, I'm sure you all looked at yourself this morning in the mirror. Did you see Jesus? Did you see Jesus? Because you should. You should look at yourself and see Jesus. He is your Lord. He lives in you if you have him as your Lord and Savior. And I know everyone here does. We should be seeing Jesus when we look in that mirror. Not some fault, not some, you know, I'm this, I'm that, my hair is getting thinner, I'm getting older, I'm this, I'm that, whatever. We should be seeing Jesus. 1 John 4, 17, and this is out of the Passion Translation, says, by living in God, love has brought to its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment because all that Jesus now is so are we in this world. I love that scripture because is Jesus sitting up in heaven, sick, busted, disgusted, depressed, you know, broken, upset about something? No, he is perfection in heaven. And that's what it's, the word says, so are we in this world. The words that we speak are building blocks for our future. They are building blocks. My little great grands were over yesterday full of energy and they get different little toys out and they'll you know build little things and then knock them over and that kind of thing and just those building blocks and they'll do it with other toys too but I mean just that idea that our words are building blocks you know are we building life or are we building death by what we say we're constructing our future with our words God's word is supernatural, and mixing it with faith and speaking it out of our mouth puts his power in action. Those words have life, and after we are, you know, I mean, I'm believing, I, I want to see when Jesus comes back, I, I want to live to see that, be raptured, and, you know, Bill and I, I think, 74 years each, and it's like, I don't care. I don't care. I want to see him come back in all his glory. He'll rapture us out of here. But, you know, as long as I have, I want to be able to speak his word and live in power, not defeated, not defeated, and mixing faith with my words. And, you know, when you think about if you have some type of an illness, a doctor, you go to a doctor, which there's no shame in that, and he says, take this medicine three times a day and you do it faithfully, do you not? Then why not mix the word with it when you take it three times a day? And if you're really sick, double up on it, triple up on it, whatever you need to do, because that's God's medicine for us, for our bodies, our minds, our very being. You know, many today speak the sickness instead of the healing, and we know that, we hear that all the time and you hear people just in conversation well my arthritis or my this or my that and the minute I hear it I mean bless their hearts because I was there but it's like I'm thinking don't claim it please don't claim it you may have such and such but it's not yours it's not yours don't claim it don't claim it we don't deny the sickness exists but we deny it the right to be in our bodies. 
I think of uh, Kenneth Hagin, and I have a lot of his books and listen to him still, and of course he's gone on to be with the Lord. But he told about having um, Bell's palsy, that he woke up one morning, and his face, the one side of his face was all droopy, his eye, his mouth, and so forth. And, and we've known people that have had Bell's palsy and how it affects them. And he went to church, and some of the people there were like, oh, my goodness, you know, what's wrong? And he said, well, I woke up this morning with this, and, and I'm not really sure if he knew what it was at the time, but found out that it was called Bell's palsy. But he said, I'm, I'm healed. And he kept going back to church, and he'd see the people in his neighborhood, and, and they'd see that he still had this condition, and, and they'd say, how are you doing? And he's like, you know, I'm healed, I'm healed. Well, one young girl, I guess, at the church would come up to him and say, why are you saying that? Because we can all see that your face is droopy. And he said, well, he wasn't denying that there was Bell's palsy, but he was speaking that he was healed. He was healed, irregardless of what that looked like. And I don't remember the time frame. It was a few weeks, maybe like four, six weeks, something like that, that he woke up one morning and the Bell's palsy was gone. And he said he went immediately to show this young girl that had been questioning him and said, see, I told you. I'm healed. But I mean, how many of us would be, oh, yes, this is what I have and so forth, you know. So just we need to just stay on track, you know, with, with the right things that are coming out of our mouth. Like I say, don't claim it and don't deny it. You know, if your nose is running, your eyes are red. I've had people, you know, oh, you know, do you have a, have a cold? And like, no. Well, you know, something's not right or allergies or something. And no, no, I'm, I'm fine. And they've heard the faith message. And so, no, you know, I'm fine. I'm healed. And that's true. But you're denying that you even have when it's obvious. You know, your nose running, your eyes are red, something's going on. So don't deny it. Don't give it the power. Just, you know, I have this going on, but, you know, the word says I'm healed. Just come back with, with that instead of dwelling on the sickness. We know we've talked about that before that often people get their identity from that sickness, that illness, and it brings them attention or whatever gratification they get from that. But that's not, you know, what, what, is, what God wants for you. You know, who's greater, the sickness or God? Exodus 15, 26 tells us that God is the Lord who heals thee. And if he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, as Hebrews 13.8 says, then he is still the Lord who heals thee. Jehovah Rapha, he is the healer. He doesn't change. And there's such hope in God's word. Psalm 107, verses 19 through 20 says, They cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I have used that scripture so much. And often, if I can't be there to, to maybe pray over somebody or actually be close to them and whatever, when my sister, you know, she lives in Pennsylvania, if something's going on, I will say this because the distance makes no matter. 
And he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I can speak it from Arizona, and it's going to touch her in Pennsylvania. Hallelujah. And Isaiah 55, 11 says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return void unto me, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. So we need to be speaking and returning God's word to him because it doesn't come back void or into the person or the situation or your finances, whatever it is, relationships. Isaiah 55, 19 says, I create the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to him that is far off and to him that is near, saith the Lord, and I will heal him. So if you take, you know, take God's word, take his medicine, his word on a regular basis, just as you would other medicine, and it will be life to you and health to your flesh. You take vitamins, whatever it is, supplements you take. Every time, like I have medication um, that I take, and every time I take it, it's like, thank you, Lord, as I take this medicine it's doing its job in my body, but I know that you're healing me. Mix the word when you take your medicine. Just mix it with it and get your faith up that God's not said to me, well, Linda, stop taking that medicine, but I'm praying one day that he does, that I'll be healed of that you know, condition and won't have to take it. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is now. So if you haven't had much faith in the past, and I know I'm talking to the choir here, start now. Start now. Faith is now. And hope is important, but hope lacks substance until it's filled with faith. Hope is a goal setter. It's like the lady with the issue of blood had hope that if she touched the hem of Jesus's garment, but then she had faith that drew her through the crowd and that she actually touched his hem. So the hope is, is the goal setter, but the faith is what puts you over. The faith gave her substance to her hope. Mark 9.23 says, All things are possible to them that believe. Think, think about that. All things are possible to them that believe. I know I'm believing for some things, and I think, wow, is that ever going to happen? Is that? And then I catch myself because this says, all things are possible to them that believe. All is all, no matter what it is. Luke 17, 6. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, and some translations say sycamine, sycamore tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And other translations that speak to the mountain. Well, Mark 11, Mark 11, 23 and 24. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, shall believe. Those things, this keeps cutting out, which he saith shall come to pass whatsoever he saith. 
according to Isaiah 53, verses 5 and 6, and 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes we are healed. In 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes we were healed. It is a done deal. It is a done deal. And again, it's the Bible principle of believing and calling for things that are not yet manifest as though they are. We call them in, that we are healed, even when we have these things going on in our body. Even when, you know, we may not look healed, we call them in by our faith. We call them in. Stop calling things that, that are as though they were. And this is where I think people get tripped up when they, you know, well, my... And I'm, this is, I'm not claiming, I'm not, I'm just saying other people might say, you know, well, my arthritis, you know, it's really bothering me today and this kind of thing. But no, you keep claiming it. Stop claiming it and stop calling it into existence. That's what you're doing when you keep saying my, this illness, that illness. Romans 10, 6 through 8 says, the righteousness which is of faith says the word is nigh, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. Notice the word is first in your mouth and then in your heart. It becomes engrafted into your heart as you speak it. It comes alive. Your voice is powerful. It's the most powerful, the most powerful. And I remember when I had cancer, I had a little uh, recorder that I would record healing scripture and just play it back over and play it back over and play it back over. And I also, and it was powerful. I also had CDs by other people, which were good, but the ones that I heard myself speaking into my own ear were the most powerful. The image that the word creates in you is already a reality in the spirit realm. Already a reality. Isn't that awesome? Everything that each of us might have going on in the spirit realm, we are whole and perfect, and, and we just speak the word to keep calling it in, call it in, call it in. It becomes reality. Now, with that, I'm going to Charles Capp's book, and I just want to, I want to read you some scripture. And these are uh, scripture that he says that he, he feels are real building blocks of faith for your healing. And Job twenty two twenty eight, thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. And think about that. Each of these, there's so much. You decree a thing in faith and mean it when you say it, and it shall be established unto you. Your healing shall be established unto you when you speak it in faith and you decree it, and the light shall shine upon your ways. He'll give us the light to, you know, if we need to change our diet, if we need to change something we're doing that we shouldn't be doing, he's going to have light shining on those ways to give us his wisdom. The next is Proverbs 18:7. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. I don't want to be a fool. I pray. I know I, I, I have been in the past. I'm sure every one of us can say we've said things that we shouldn't and so forth. But this, 
This is God's word that says a fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. I don't want to be a fool in God's eyes. In Proverbs 16, 19, a man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. Hallelujah. To know that God's directing our steps. Proverbs 18, verses 20 and 21. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. That's pretty self-explanatory. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 21, 23. Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. Wow, isn't that true? Isn't that? That is such wisdom. If we can just shut it sometimes, zip it. If you don't have something to say that's good or if you want that, you have that, you know, desire to just tell somebody that this is going on and that's going on. And again, these things are going on in your body. You don't deny it, but it's don't keep claiming them and don't keep exalting them, you know, above God and above the word. So our, to keep our mouth under control, that's, you know, that's what God, he's got to help us with that. Isaiah 57, 19, I create the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to him that is far off. To him that is near, saith the Lord, and I will heal him. That's God's desire. I will heal him. A lot of these are Proverbs. I guess I didn't realize that most of them are Proverbs. Proverbs 10, 11, the mouth of a righteous man is a well of life. I want my mouth to be a well of life, not death. The mouth of the upright shall deliver them, Proverbs 12, 6. And Proverbs 12, 14, a man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. Proverbs 12, 18, the tongue of the wise is health. Proverbs 13, 3, he that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. Wow, that's... That's powerful. If we can keep our mouth in line, we can keep our life. Proverbs 14.3, the lips of the wise shall preserve them. Proverbs 15.4, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. You notice how the, a lot of the, it's the mouth, the tongue. That's where the power is, life or death. Proverbs 15, 4, and this is out of the Amplified, it says, A gentle tongue with its healing power is a tree of life, but willful contrariness in it breaks down the spirit. Proverbs 15, 2, The tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright. Proverbs 16, 23, the heart of the wise teacheth his mouth and addeth learning to his lips. I think that's what we're doing here today. We're learning. We're learning. 
we're teaching our mouth by taking this word in as to what we should do and how we should speak and adding learning to our lips. And Proverbs 16, 24, pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. And that says a lot. Pleasant words. Instead of being, you know, angry and spitting out some anger, pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. So you can see all of these. God's word has a lot to say about the effects of our speech and the words on our health. Now, I am going to read. We're going to take God's word as medicine this morning. And there's um, scripture for each of these, and I'm not sure. I think I'll have at least a few of them. We'll just say together. I'll say it, and then you can. They're not long and involved, uh, and I'll give you the scripture reference. But again, according to Job 22:28, we're decreeing a thing, and we are establishing it for each of us in our lives. So the first one, this is just titled God's Medicine. He's got some general God's medicine, and then it goes on to be a little more specific for other parts of the body and so forth. But we'll do a few of these. And the first one, you can repeat this after me. It says, Jesus is the Lord of my life. Sickness and disease have no power over me. I am forgiven and free from sin and guilt. I am dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. And that is uh, from Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. The next one. I am free from unforgiveness and strife. I forgive others as Christ has forgiven me. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart by Holy Ghost. And those are from Matthew 6:12 and Romans 5 5 the next one Jesus bore my sins in his body on the tree therefore I am dead to sin and alive unto God and by his stripes I am healed and made whole And that's 1 Peter 2.24, Romans 6.11, and 2 Corinthians 5.21. Jesus bore my sickness and carried my pain. Therefore, I give no place to sickness or pain. God sent his word and healed me. And that's Psalm 
Father, because of your word, I am an overcomer. I overcome the world, the flesh and the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. And that's 1 John 4, 4 and Revelation 12, 11. You have given me abundant life. I receive that life through your word. And it flows to every organ of my body, bringing healing and health. John 10, 10 and John 6, 63. Heavenly Father, I attend to your word. I incline my ears to your sayings. I will not let them depart from my eyes. I keep them in the midst of my heart, for they are life and healing to all my flesh. And that's Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. As God was with Moses, so is he with me. My eyes are not dim, neither are my natural forces abated. Blessed are my eyes, for they see, and my ears, for they hear. And that's Deuteronomy 34, 7. No evil will befall me. Neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. For you have given your angels charge over me. They keep me in all my ways. In my pathway is life healing and health. And that's Psalm 91, verse 10 and 11, Proverbs 12, 28. Jesus took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. Therefore, I refuse to allow sickness to dominate my body. The life of God flows within me, bringing healing to every fiber of my being. And that's Matthew eight seventeen and John six sixty three. I am redeemed from the curse. Galatians three thirteen is flowing in my bloodstream. It flows to every cell of my body, restoring life and health. And that's Mark eleven twenty three and Luke seventeen six, and of course Galatians three thirteen, where Jesus hung on the cross and took all of it for us. 
The life of 1 Peter 2.24 is a reality in my flesh. Restoring every cell of my body. I present my body to God, for it is the temple of the living God. God dwells in me, and his life permeates my spirit, soul, and body, so that I am filled with the fullness of God daily. And that's Romans 12, 1 and 2, and John 14, 20. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I make a demand on my body to release the right chemicals. My body is in perfect chemical balance. My pancreas secretes the proper my pancreas secretes the proper amount of insulin for life and health. Yes. Hormones are in order in perfect balance, blood sugar in perfect balance, blood in perfect balance. Heavenly Father, through your word, you've imparted your life to me. That life restores my body with every breath I breathe and every word I speak. And that is uh, John 6, 63. Mark eleven twenty. And I forgot the one that I was talking about, the chemicals and the right balance, is first Corinthians six nineteen. That which God has not planted is dissolved and rooted out of my body in Jesus' name. 1 Peter 2.24 is engrafted into every fiber of my being. And I am alive with the life of God. And that's Mark 11.23 and John 6.63. Now, the next group... Uh, he is titled for speaking to growth tumors, arthritis, and there are some other things. So we'll just go through a few of those. Jesus bore the curse for me. Therefore, I forbid growths and tumors to inhabit my body. The life of God within me dissolves growths and tumors, and my strength and health is restored. Growths and 
and that is sorry Matthew 16 19 John 14 13 and Mark 11 23 growths and tumors have no right to my body they are a thing of the past for I am delivered from the authority of darkness that's Colossians 1, 13, and 14. Every organ and tissue of my body functions in the perfection that God created it to function. I forbid any malfunction in my body in Jesus' name. Father, your word, oh, sorry, that is, I keep forgetting to tell you what, that was Genesis 1, 28 and 31. The next is, Father, your word has become a part of me. It is flowing in my bloodstream. It flows to every cell of my body, restoring and transforming my body your word has become flesh for you sent your word and healed me and that's James 1 and Psalm 107 20 your word is manifest in my body it causes growth to disappear it causes cataracts to disappear it causes nodules on thyroids to disappear it causes nodules on ovaries to disappear and any part of my body Arthritis is a thing of the past. I make a demand on my bones and joints to function properly in Jesus' name. And those are Mark eleven twenty three and Matthew seventeen twenty. That's what they're but they're based on. Heavenly Father, as I give voice to your word. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes me free from the law of sin and death. And your spirit of life is energizing every cell of my body. Arthritis, you must go. Sickness must flee. Tumors can't exist in me. For the Spirit of God is upon me. And the Word of God is within me. Sickness, fear, and oppression have no power over me. 
for God's word is my confession. And that's based on Mark eleven twenty three. Now here's for the heart and blood. Thank you, Father, that I have a strong heart. My heart beats with the rhythm of life and in cadence with yours. My blood flows to every cell of my body, restoring life and health abundantly. And that's Proverbs 12, 14 and Proverbs 14, 30. My blood pressure is 120 over 80. The life of God flows in my blood and cleanses my arteries of all matter that does not pertain to life. And that's based on Mark eleven twenty three. My heartbeat is normal. My heart beats with the rhythm of life, carrying the life of God throughout my body, restoring life and health abundantly. And that's John 17, 23 and Ephesians 2, 22. I have a strong heart. Every heartbeat floods my body with life and cleanses me of disease and pain. <laughs> I command, that's Exodus 23, 25 and Mark eleven twenty three. I command my blood cells to destroy every disease, germ, and virus that tries to inhabit my body. I command every cell of my body to be normal in Jesus' name. Romans 5.17, Luke. that does not promote life and health in my body is cut off from its life source. My immune system will not allow tumorous growths to live in my body in Jesus' name. Luke 7, 11. I am redeemed from the curse. The spirit and life of God's word flows in me. cleansing my blood of every disease and impurity. And that's Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. 
Now we're going to address the arteries in the cells. Listen up. Our bodies are listening to us right now as we're declaring and decreeing these things. In Jesus' name, my arteries will not shrink or become clogged. Arteries, you are clean, elastic, and function as God created you to function. And that's Luke 17, 6, Mark eleven twenty three, Isaiah 55, 11, and James 3, 2, 2 through 5. He got all those verses into that one little couple of sentences. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Therefore, I will not allow sin, sickness, or death to lord it over me. And that's Romans 8, 2 and Romans 6, 13 and 14. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me. Permeating life throughout my body, sending healing to every cell. In Jesus' name, I forbid my body to be deceived in any manner. Body, you will not be deceived by any virus or disease germ. Neither will you work against life or health in any way. Every cell of my body supports life and health. So we have Romans 8, 11 and Matthew 12, 25 and Matthew 12, 35. Now we're going to talk to the immune system. You hear us, immune systems. Listen up. My immune system grows stronger day by day. I speak life to my immune system. I forbid confusion in my immune system. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me and quickens my immune system with the life and wisdom of God. And this guards the life and health of my body. Now we're going to talk to bones and marrow. I speak to the bones and joints of my body. You hear me, bones and joints. I call you normal in Jesus' name. My bones and joints will not respond to any disease. For the spirit life of 1 Peter 2.24 
permeates every bone and joint of my body with life and health. And we're talking to arthritis, bursitis, tendonitis, uh, anything um, to do with the joints and the bones. You hear us. We're speaking to you. You are whole. Father, I make a demand on my bones to produce perfect marrow. I make a demand on the marrow to produce pure blood that will ward off sickness and disease. My bones refuse any offense of the curse. And that's Proverbs 16, 24. I make a demand on my joints to function perfectly. There will be no pain or swelling in any of my joints. My joints refuse to allow anything that will hurt or destroy their normal function. And that's Proverbs 17.22. Now the next is titled Enforcing Life. Mix this with faith and authority. Body, I speak the word of faith to you. I demand that every internal organ perform a perfect work. For you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, I charge you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the authority of his holy word to be healed and made whole in Jesus' name. Now you hear me, body. We are made whole in Jesus' name. That's Proverbs 12, 18, based on. Father, I resist the enemy in every form. that he tries to come against me, whether it's resentment, anger, gossip, stress, opinions I don't agree with, insomnia, worry, and fear. I require my body to be strong and healthy and I enforce it with your word I reject the curse and I enforce life in this body and just look at your own body and say body I'm speaking to you I'm speaking to you I will not die, but live. 
and declare the works of God. And that's Psalm 118, 17. You have forgiven all my iniquities. You have healed all my diseases. You have redeemed my life from destruction. You have satisfied my, my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed as the eagles. And that's Psalm 103, verses 2 through 5. Lord, you have blessed my food and water and have taken sickness away from me. Therefore, I will fulfill the number of my days on this earth in health. And that's Exodus 23, verses 25 and 26. So again, the whole principle, what we've just been speaking to our body, is to speak God's word. Do it as medicine, take it as often as you can, and if you're not feeling 100%, take it even more. And it doesn't mean you've got to do all these scriptures. Maybe God will give you a few that are just pertinent to you. Take them as medicine, and you will see a change. Your body has to line up with the Word of God. It's subject to the will of God. If He lives in you, and He does, and everyone here, we are, you know, he's, our bodies are subject. The name of Jesus is above everything. And if you know what it is, if you have a condition or something in your body, there's no shame to know what it is and to say this is what's going on because then you have a name, and that name is under the name of Jesus. And you can say it and decree it and declare it that whatever it is, you are under the name of Jesus. That's what I have for you. Things that be not as, as though they were and not speaking the way things are as though they are and just get your mind wrapped around God's goodness and how much he loves us and how he wants us to line up, get our words right and lined up with what he desires for us. He's so, I just often think about that, how he probably is like, she said it again, you know, and just just get back on track, you know, just repent. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to say that because I'll catch myself. Yeah, you know, my, yeah, my, you know, my, uh, no, they aren't my allergies. No, there are allergies, but I'm not claiming them, but I'll catch myself. And it's like, he'll open your ears to that more and more, and you'll hear others and bless their hearts. You don't necessarily have to jump in and be like, oh, yeah, but just, they hear you as the example and speaking and talking the word. That's God's medicine for us. So it is creative. It is creative. So everything we said here this morning, hallelujah, I would bet if you took your blood pressure bill, it'd be 120 over 80. You know, David, your joints, we spoke to your joints. Just, you know, praise God. Praise God. Such power. So thank you very much, and have a blessed rest of your day.